Hey there, Sharon Stones. By now, telling you all the ways you can support the Shared History Podcast is basic instinct. You can always leave ratings and reviews, become a Patreon patron, or purchase merchandise on the Arcade Audio website. We always appreciate your support for the pod, but we'd like to take this time to encourage you to instead donate that money to Brave Space Alliance, Campaign Zero, your local Black Lives Matter chapter, or the many, many other organizations providing resources and support to Black communities, and specifically Black queer communities. If you have the time and the funds to support us too, that's great. We always appreciate a review on iTunes or Stitcher, but if it has to be one or the other, we'd prefer if you donated your money to one of these causes. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. And welcome to Shared History. America runs on history. It does. It runs all over it and ignores large portions of it. it. It's like when I go for a run and I try to just kind of black out for a while because running is boring and I don't like it. And if I think about how much time has passed and how much distance has passed, I get upset. (laughs) Yes, that is the perfect analogy for america's relationship with her own history right yeah um i hate running and i'm natalie younger i physically cannot run because i have bad knees and i'm Cass maher and running laps and circles around my heart it's <laughs> and yours it's our friend DJ Rip, and if anybody would like a like to make a run at a set of Hesh trucks from 1989 to 2012, we're only missing 1990, 1995. Go ahead and reach out to me at Rich Cami on any social media platform, and we could discuss a deal. I'm willing to make a deal. Rip, we've talked about personal plugs and promos on the podcast. Yeah. Um, legally, we can't sell shit here. Okay, well... I mean, I don't know if that's true, but... We could, we just don't want to sell your shit. We would rather other people give us money to sell their shit. Understood. And look, there will be a commission if this is where the sale does indeed come from. But I'm talking about a lot of great (laughs) condition. And I played with these trucks too as a child. And they are in incredible condition. (laughs) Because I took care of my belongings and my toys. This sounds like a great, like, I'm here today to talk to you about toy trucks. Now, when I was a kid, like, you're just really selling us. I love it so much. Hey, Rip, my uh, my parents are, are going to be put it, are putting their house on the market. By the time this podcast comes out, it's, it'll already be on the market. If you want to live in my old home that I lived in from 10 to 18, <laughs> uh, that's that's my pitch. Uh Wait, you're just trying to sell your parents' no. house to rip? I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say, uh, 
I know that in one of the one of the last boxes that I have to pick up from there, I have all of my old Beanie Babies, and I really think that you and I should have a podcast where we just discuss old Beanie Babies and then look up how much money they're not yes. worth. Yeah, no, you would be surprised. I'm just saying. So I wouldn't be because I've looked up some of them (laughs) and because I kept the ones that I kept in the best condition and that I thought that 12, 13, 14 year old me thought would eventually be worth money. And I don't think I was correct. Well, Uh, I I will say some of these are making a comeback. They're coming back around. Also, it depends on the type of uh, beanie that is in there. Um, that also plays a factor into the uh, value. Look, I, like I'm serious. I would indeed like to do this podcast. <laughs> I just, I just want to let y'all know that my mom has a Princess Diana bear beanie. That one's uh, pretty. That one goes for kind of a lot. Also, yeah, so does so does the peace bear, but only certain prints of it because it's a tie dye bear. I have the FIFA. 1998 or whatever FIFA oh, bear. Oh, cool. You know, in the 90s, McDonald's, for their, like, Happy Meal toys, they were giving away mini Beanie Babies. Hell yeah. Um, I have a Benny the Bull one. Oh, we had probably anywhere from, like, 75 to 100 of them. And those don't really sell for anything, I don't think. And my mom was just trying to get rid of them. So last year for Halloween... Instead of giving out candy, she gave out little Beanie Babies to everyone. And all the kids, I was like, my mom's like, I'm going to give the Beanie Babies away. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't think kids, kids aren't going to want candy. They're not going to love that. She was like, the kids got so excited because they're like, what is this? Because they don't know what Beanie Babies are. They also don't know what mini Beanie Babies are. That's how it starts. That's exactly how it starts. How you suck them in. Thank, Thank your mother for hopefully bringing back the golden age of the Beanie Babies so that Rip and I can make a lot of money. Spike yeah. the market, please. <laughs> Use the minis also, as like seed beanies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the market and just how uh, depressing capitalism is, if you do still have that Princess Di bear, uh, the value does tend to spike around anniversaries of her death. Uh, so Ooh. I believe we're coming up on like the 25th anniversary. So yeah. just, just keep an eye out. It's All right. depressing Can't to think about, but that's just where we are. Day. If you want to capitalize on the death of Princess Diana. And you know what? So many people did. And it yeah. makes me sick. But also, Since if anyone's talking- in search of a beanie baby... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was your segue, Natalie? Mine was. Dark. Oh, I was gonna say since we're talking about uh, uh, capitalism and trends, it's a great segue into my story for today, which is the story of. You know what? No, I'm gonna bury the lead this time. I'm just gonna start <laughs> telling a story instead of reading my headline and then being upset that I that I can't bring you up to speed in the way that I would like to. <clears throat> So speaking of fashion and trends, straw hats, man. <laughs> when Wait, hold and on. where? That's your, that's your bearing the lead. Straw hats, man. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> when and where is it acceptable to wear them? Nowadays, basically never. <laughs> Unless you're at a beach or a I'm derby a conversation. of some sort. I'm having a conversation with myself. Uh, well, the straw hats that I'm talking about are basically never appropriate uh, in this, the year of 2020. Um, 
Unless you're in a barbershop quartet. <gasps> those are the straw hats that I'm talking about. Wait, are you going to talk about the history of those? Of the hats or yeah. of the quartets? The hats. I'm going to talk about a slice of the history. Ooh. In the 1920s, these straw hats were the height of summer fashion. Along with being in a barber shop quartet, which was also the height of summer fashion. Everyone was doing it. Just Everyone. hanging out in groups of four. Yeah. You know how like all your friends now have a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> all of your friends had a barbershop quartet in the 1920s. Hey, do you want to be the base for a barbershop quartet? <laughs> yeah. Everyone had, everyone either <laughs> ran a speakeasy or had an artisanal line of handcrafted hip flasks, or was in a barbershop quartet. Or had, Those are the only three. Or had an inner city gang with jackets, and they snap danced, fought at each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sharks, these are the only, sharks and jets. No, never mind. These are the only pastimes that you could have in the 1920s. Welcome to um, America. You know, when, uh, and also you could wear a straw hat on a boat, uh, straw hats are peak boat fashion. That really has nothing to do with my story. I just thought of another place that wearing a straw hat is applicable. I'm going to keep the in the back of my mind. And um, yeah, I feel like if you have like a bit of hay coming out of your mouth, you can wear a straw hat too. Yeah. yeah. Like you're if you're like just lounging. Yeah. Or just like on, you know, just on like the back of a tractor with with a little bit of hay coming out of your See, mouth. See, but and you're thinking of the wrong straw hats. That's a that's floppy true. straw hat. That's a floppy straw hat. I'm sorry. I'll I'm talking I'll about leave. a nice, rigid, crisp uh, barbershop crisp quartet hat. Barbershop quartet. Like this hat means business. And yeah. actually a lot of people who worked on the stock floors wore them. So there's a stain, however, Ooh. on the history of the iconic, crisp, clean straw hat. And that is the Straw Hat Riots of 1922. Wait. <laughs> it was, does, is this lead just so deeply buried and you're going on a different... I'm so confused. I'm so... Continue. Oh, no, no. My topic for today is the Straw Hat Riots of 1922. I just wanted to paint a picture of the popularity of Straw Hats before, <laughs> the... before I tarnished their reputation. Does it have anything to do with Straw Hats? Yes, it's the straw hat riots. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like a like a fun term, like the Haymarket riots. That took place at a place called Haymarket. But it was There's relevance. I, I was gonna shut come up and let me. you talk. Come come with me and Fanny Pemberton as we take <laughs> you to the straw hat riots of nineteen twenty two. Everyone knew, especially Fanny Pemberton, that straw hats had a cutoff. You cannot wear a straw hat in the fall or the winter. That's nonsense. That'd be preposterous. Why would you ever? The, in a winter? A straw hat in the winter? Who are you? That's going to blow away. <laughs> that, you could put that on Frosty the Snowman. He'd rip it off and be like, no, sir. Give me a top today. hat. A stovetop hat. A pipe hat for me or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, there was an unofficial cutoff date after which it was deemed socially unacceptable to wear a straw hat. Wait, is this like white pants after Labor Day? This is like the original no pants, no white after Labor Day. I almost said no pants. <laughs> if it's no pants after Labor Day, I am on board. 
Guys, no pants after Labor Day. You heard it here. We're starting it. It's really the season that I probably start wearing pants because my legs are cold and I don't want to shave them anymore. But you know what? No pants after Labor Day. I shouldn't have said that while Cass was trying to drink water. It was almost a beautiful spit take. That was dangerous. Uh... So, so much like the, the no white after Labor Day rule, um, and also much like it because for a while the date was September 1st, um, which has always kind of been the unofficial bullshit rule because that's usually when Labor Day is, is is the first weekend in September. By 1922, it had been pushed to September 15th for the straw hat cutoff for I don't know, reasons. There was an actual date? Yeah, it was like the unofficial, but like everyone knew it date. Yeah. It wasn't a crime to wear it after that date. But in the words of L. Woods, it was malum and say, an act that is evil in itself. Assault, murder, white shoes after Labor Day. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing about. This is very important history. Um, no, I just love that you've quoted one of the greatest lawmakers of our time. Yeah. Uh, Esquire, or L. Woods, Esquire. Esquire. She's great. She's She can do it all. Basically, if you wore a straw hat after the date. <laughs> the date ruffian, that shall not be named. Yes. Ruffians, ruffian teens... I've decided they're ruffians, but youths, the youths would knock it off of your head in public. They don't care that they don't know you. They just going to come up and go whack, you know, kind of like you like swat a boy that you like his hat off in like middle school. But they don't like these people. But they don't like that. Be like that'd be like seeing someone wearing white pants after Labor Day and then de-pants pantsing them. Uh, or if you, if what's funny is that it's mostly the teens that would do this. If you worked in the stock market, your colleagues would knock it off of your head, which was deemed acceptable for some reason, because they're your friends. So it's like in good fun and jest. Whereas if the teens did it, it was. That sounds like a hostile work environment, but it's like, but I can't say whatever because, you know, the boss, you know, yeah, I don't think that's Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Otherwise, if you weren't attacked by teens (laughs) on the street or your colleagues at your workplace, you would just be ridiculed from afar. It was like, (laughs) yeah, it was, and when I say they knocked them off their heads, sometimes they would just like thwack them off of their heads but oftentimes they would thwack them off of their heads and then stomp on the hat so they would destroy the hat but apparently I, that was fine if you were friends it's cool to it's cool to destroy your friend's property what year was this you said 1922 1922 okay so i feel like <laughs> i used to watch all those like old uh musicals like rogers and hammerstein and stuff you know like the Music Man, and all of them were set in, like, 1901, like, turn of the century. So everyone's wearing these straw hats. I feel like in all of these movie musicals set in that time period, there's, like, one scene where someone steps on the straw hat, and it's, like, <gasps> this, like, huge insult. And I'm just, like, and that's just mean to step on someone's hat. 
but there was actual precedent. Yeah, there like this is a thing that people would do. When I saw that moment in shows, my heart would always go out to the costume designer director <laughs> who probably didn't want that to happen to the hat because the hat was a rental. This okay. is <laughs> anytime I see a movie or a show where someone has to break a guitar, I'm like, are you kidding? Or like a rock star is like, I'm gonna be a badass. I was like, okay, but now your roadies have to clean that up mm-hmm. and like like waitress, he smashes a guitar. It's like you gotta get a brand new guitar, like a functioning working guitar, because he plays it for every show. Yeah. Your guitar budget's through the roof. Through the roof, which is probably why in community theater they just give you a styrofoam hat that looks like a straw hat. <laughs> and I went to a Catholic middle school and there was some scene where it was like it was like set in like the twenties and there were mobsters and they were supposed to have guns, but we went to like a Catholic school, like, we're not gonna give you guns. And I had a like old like violin viola cases because I used to play, and so I lent them the viola cases so they could use them like guns, because you know how they would Gangsters yeah. would hide them in viola case, violin cases. I was like, I mean, that's a creative workaround, but y'all just look dumb. It's like, but now they're just wondering why all these rough-looking gentlemen with fedoras are who are wearing their father's suit jackets because I assume you said middle school, so yeah. none of them fit in the suits that they're wearing. Why? Why do all these small? <laughs> hoodlums uh are they in a band we're all in a band <laughs> they're in a barbershop quartet then they wouldn't need those violin cases yeah uh so this has long been a precedent that if you wear a straw hat after september 15th <laughs> you can be ridiculed and attacked apparently on the street but in 1922 shit gets real whoa September 13th, 1922. Remember, I said that the cutoff date was the 15th. A group of youths on the 13th gets an early jump on the tradition of hat bashing, as it is called. They start in the former Mulberry Bend area of Manhattan. We're in New York. Uh, whacking and stomping on hats worn by factory workers. Oh, come on. They, go- they can't afford to get new hats. Listen, these Utes are mostly just attacking the working man. It's rude. To be fair, they don't need to buy a new straw hat until the next season That's because they true. <laughs> But also, in their defense, it's only September 13th. Give Some a break. people want to What if what if you looked really good in a straw hat and you you're like want to stretch that season to the last possible I don't get moment. a look this good until whenever the start date is. You're like date this is. is my hot girl summer and I'm going to enjoy every day of it. <laughs> hot boy until summer. I, until I cannot because I'm not allowed to wear my hot girl summer hat. So then the, <laughs> these ruffians go for the hats of dock workers. And the dock workers, I mean, I mean, you're attacking a dock worker? That's, what do you think happens? I, that's just dumb. I would never fuck with a dock worker. Exactly. The dock workers are like, nope. Especially and in Manhattan. It, ah, mm-hmm. That just doesn't sound like a good idea at all. It becomes a traffic-stopping brawl on the Manhattan Bridge. Stop. 
and the police had to break it up. A few arrests were made. So it's this. So it's these dumb teenagers and these burly, gruff dock workers. Yeah. You stupid. Of an all out brawl, a good old fashioned bridge brawl. <laughs> About to be a what? Bridge brawl. That's what I like to do on the weekends. On September 14th, the New York Times had the headline, quote, Straw Hat Riots Embroil East Side. In that article, they assert that the inalienable right of a man to wear a straw hat in a snowstorm, if he desires, is to be... This is a quote. Uh, I'll start it over. <laughs> I thought that was just personal opinion. Yeah. I, I use the word inalienable all the time. All the time. Uh, the quote is... The inalienable, inalienable right of a man to wear a straw hat in a snowstorm, if he desires, is to be upheld in this city by both police and the magistrates. And a warning was sent broadcast to all straw hat smashers last night that jail terms on assault charged await uh, on assault charges awaited them if they started any such carnival today. Carnies, so. also people who wear straw hats. Also, people who wear straw hats. <laughs> so this bridge brawl happens on the 13th. On the 14th, the New York Times oh publishes a story saying, like, hey, the pol- the proud are the, what's it called? What do you call police? What's that? What's the, like, <laughs> the- <laughs> I'm just going to watch me struggle. Yeah, I, I got nothing. The pride of New York? The Yeah. Sure, we'll go with the Pride of New York. I don't know. Although I think that might be the fireman. Ah, shit. That's Um, right. uh, That the the New York Times is like, yeah, you step to someone wearing a straw hat and the police, our boys in blue, the (laughs) NYPD are going to stop that. So we can wear our straw hats. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. This must have been a slow news day. But the fight ripples out and continues to escalate despite this very beautiful article from the New York Times uh, and their warnings that the boys in blue are gonna <laughs> gonna get them. So the night of the fourteenth, the 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 straw hat bashing moves from the east side all the way up to the upper west side. And then this part, I'm just going to read from Wikipedia, and I'm going to admit that, because the way that it was written, I've never read such beautiful language on Wikipedia before. (laughs) It's beautiful. Quote, Gangs of teenagers prowled the streets, wielding large sticks, sometimes with a nail driven through the top, Looking for pedestrians wearing straw hats and beating those who resisted. End quote. I just like gangs of teenagers prowling the streets with large sticks. That's straight up Daniel Day-Lewis gangs in New York shit. Like, nails, sticks with nails in them? Mm Mm-hmm. This is like an all-out cartoon, basically. Oh, my God. They'd, what they do is that they'd... They'd whack the hats off of folks, and then they would either jump on them, kick them around in the gutter, beat them with a stick, or beat them with their fancy new nail stick. Wait, the people or the hats? The hats. Okay. I was like, I'm picturing, like, 
full on Daniel Day Lewis with his meat cleaver and that New York accent he's got, and then killing but people. people. Would, but people would try to defend their hats, and <laughs> in doing so, would get in the way of the beating of the hat, and they themselves get beaten. And be hospitalized. Oh my god. Defend their hats. Defend I your hats, def- boys. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Would so, you call these people dandies? That are I, like fighting to the death for their hats? I don't know if the dandies would fight for their hats. They'd be like, the dandies oh, fight pish for their hats? posh, I'll get a new one. Well, so, okay. So some stories say that... that it's easy to think that this is like three teenagers, and right. I don't care if you're outnumbered by a teenager by teenagers. Like that's terrifying. I can't pass like a group of teenagers on the street without being a little bit nervous. Oh no! There's a spot. There's a spot on my walk to work, on one side of the street, that there's very little sidewalk. Be there's a bus stop there and like a fence part of a gas station and so the sidewalk is very narrow and it's a very busy street and if there's a group of kids waiting for a bus honestly if there's a group of people waiting there at all just because it's so narrow i get a little anxious but i'm like these utes are gonna like push me in front of a bus teenage teenagers have no qualms and yeah if you see a group of kids i'm just you just never know if they're gonna throw something or like make fun of you because kids i think just assume they're always making fun oh of my me. god if i hear if i walk past a group of kids and they're laughing i'm like what did you want? I didn't like me. This says a lot about both of us. <laughs> They're just so ruthless. They don't. But I'm not talking about like, okay, imagine, sure, we've just established you and I both get anxious around <laughs> children. groups of children that outnumber us in any way. Yes. Some stories say that there was a mob of about a thousand youths. That's Moving like is a mob. That's like all the newsies. That's that's more than the newsies. <laughs> that's that's more of than like the core crew of newsies plus the boys from Brooklyn, Spot Conley's boys from Brooklyn. Now is the time to seize the we hats. Don't stop the probably yes to to snatch the hats. <laughs> Throw them on the ground and bash, bash the hats. <laughs> Grab your bats, boys. Put nails through your bats, boys. It's time to snatch the hats. This is great. We're gonna rewrite. We're gonna write a oh whole my new God. version of this musical. I can't. Uh, sorry. I can't wait. Don't don't sue us, Alan Menken. Was it uh, Alan Menken? Oh. God, I love him. He's so good. He's a treasure. Dear readers, I'm here to interrupt just for a second to let you know that this episode of Shared History is sponsored by Raygun. Raygun has been called the greatest store in the universe by Raygun. They're the most important clothing store the Earth has seen since the early Mesozoic era as they specialize in t-shirts and modesty. If you breathe oxygen, guess what, guys? You're going to love it. And yes, this is a real ad, and Raygun is a real company with stores in the Midwest, or guess what? You can shop online at raygunsite.com. That's R-A-Y-G-U-N-S-I-T-E dot com. Use a promo code PewPew for free shipping. PewPew is spelled P-E-W-P-E-W. 
Pew Pew! Again, that is raygunsight.com, promo code Pew Pew for free shipping. And now, back to the episode. So, a th- like, a mob of a thousand youths, complaints poured in through the police precincts. Personally, if I see a crowd of a thousand youths, I don't care if they're snatching and bashing hats. I'm, st- I'm calling the cops. I'm turning around. <laughs> I'm like, look at these teens. Uh, I'd probably throw my phone at them and then run the other direction. <laughs> I would throw my hat and run the opposite way. Here, take it. Right? But these men who are defending their hats uh, are not as smart as us who would just throw our belongings at teenagers. Several off-duty police officers found their hats attacked. So their off-duty police officer wearing their straw hat because it's September 14th. They believe that it's still well within their rights. And... And and still, the Utes would are attacking. I mean, they don't know they're off-duty police officers. I just think it's kind of funny that off-duty police officers were among. I just the folks. assume they always wear their uniforms, no matter if they're off-duty, sleeping, whatever. Well, it's not that they're wearing their no, uniform or not. It's that they're constantly swinging their arm as if they're holding a billy. Oh yeah, club. they don't know the billy club, but their arm just naturally does. It's just always doing it. Very good at yo-yoing. Always eating donuts. Are. Always eating donuts. Um, no, so even though even though there's uh, a mob of a thousand youths and complaints are pouring into police precincts and off-duty police officers are being attacked as well for their fashions, uh, the police are still very slow to respond. Only two or three boys were brought in and locked up. Out of a thousand? This is one mob that was like a thousand, but... Jesus. Ultimately, the riot... Lasts eight days. Stop it. Yeah. Shut up. They thought, they thought surely there's not enough straw hats to last the night. We- and it lasted eight days. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a straw hat miracle. Oh, my God. Do you think? I bet, like, mothers and wives were sending their boys and husbands off to work and school. And they'll be like, Watch out for those straw hat boys. You keep your hat off now. You're going to be attacked. I, you know what? Props to the grown straw hat wearing men of Manhattan for continuing to wear their straw hats. Despite the fact that there are news articles. Props to them or come the fuck on. I don't know. They were really proud of their hats and they wanted to get all of their hat days in. That seems like pride hubris and a lot of toxic masculinity of like there's a thousand children trying to attack me but damned if i'm gonna take my hat off until september 15th i know a lot of people that would say pride hubris and toxic masculinity sounds like the men of manhattan (laughs) fair every part of the problem was and this is where i start imagining this like a video game like an uh oh like an old 8 like an old arcade game because every time the police broke up a gang roving one district they just resume elsewhere so it becomes like a real whack-a-mole situation. Oh my god, I want this to be like bands of youths. Like the next Call of Duty where you can be like a street youth and you get <laughs> you go like a little headset and can talk to your friends like there's a guy with a straw hat, get him and you just have to like hit people's straw hats off. 
Yeah, you start with you start with no weapon. Yeah, uh, and you eventually graduate to your fancy nail bats. Nail bats. Your stick. Your stick with your your na- nail sticks. Is this what is I'm gonna call this them. is such like a niche wholesome game that needs to be made now, mm-hmm. but it's also like really intense. People are hospitalized, but it's all in fashion. People the are hospitalized. Yeah, people. I mean, people, I guess it's a people, brawl. Yeah. They would get in the way of the beaten when defending their hats. Was anyone killed? Um, because if a if a riot brawl, I don't care what it's about, is lasting for eight days, I can't imagine that not one person was killed. I don't think somebody was killed in this particular instance, like in in this eight day of riding, because it's mostly kids does being like just hooligans. When you well, say this instance. Does that mean Does there was back? another riot? Well, so let's say let's say in 1922 for okay. now, because the New York Times continues to cover the story. I smell sequel. In in one incident, the New York Times says that quote ten or twelve boys armed with sticks dashed out of doorways. End quote. So they just kind of like pounced on people, like they were just like waiting a doorway, and then I'd see someone walk by with a straw hat, and then just like attack. Seven of these boys in this particular incident where they're dashing out of doorways were under 15 years old and couldn't be arrested, but were, quote, spanked ignominiously by their parents. Stop it. So, like, basically, can you imagine, like, the cop bringing, like, a cop dragging a kid home and being like, we picked up your kid. Oh, no. What was Billy doing this time? He was bashing hats again. We... We'd arrest him, but we can't. Please spank him. Thank you. We've been the NYPD. <laughs> Natalie just you couldn't see it. She did a little hat tip. Um, you know, podcasting's a visual medium. I just like the idea of the police like asking the. I'm sure they didn't have to, but I in my mind it's the police being like, um, excuse me, could you please spank your child? We. Legally can't pursue this any further, but nobody's going to care if you beat the shit out of your child. It's 1922. <laughs> I um, like the good old days. <laughs> were they? I guess they were until the 30s. The 1920s were, in fact, the good old days. When people say the good old days, they're usually talking about the 1920s. Not um, the 2020s. Not the 2020s. One off-duty cop had his hat knocked off, chased the kid, ran into another cop, who then arrested him for interfering with an officer in the discharge of his duty. Stop. And, and then and then later released him when he realized it was a fellow officer. So this is now just uh this is now just a like a Marx brother. This, a, this sounds like... <laughs> this is a Three Stooges act like, at this point. Like, senior year of high school, like, the it wasn't like the last day, but like the last week or something of school, the seniors would have water gun fights, and everyone would bring a water gun to school, and like, I, I don't care if we did it, I think we did it like when the final bell left. It's just like a dumb, fun little, ooh, yeah. water gun, and then it gets serious. Like, just the dumbest little prank, and now everyone's going crazy. We played we played uh, Assassins, which was, if you wanted to play, you put your name in, and everybody pulled a name, and then you had to shoot that person with a water gun. And 
there were very strict rules about you couldn't about where and when you could and could not get them. So you couldn't get someone while they were at work. So the person who I was assigned, you could get them on their way to and from work though. So the person who I, uh, had to, had to snipe with my little water gun, uh, I waited by their car (laughs) at their place of work uh, while they closed. It was like a Chili's or an Applebee's (laughs) or something. And I just waited in the parking lot and they tried to, they tried to say that they weren't off the clock yet. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. You took off those non-slip shoes, so <laughs> you fair game. But one of my friends still talks about, we had to put it on hold because two of our friends had each other and they were both in our group for prom. And so we had to call like a post-prom truce. Oh my God. It was a whole thing. Friendships I, ended. <laughs> I, I worked at it's this place called Living History Museum in Iowa. And it's it's like an outdoor museum and you like, they have interpreters who like dress up in like 1800s garb and I wanted to be an interpreter and get to like be an old timey person but they didn't have any positions open so I was a counselor and we got new kids each week and I was always the one that's like all right team let's play a game I was always trying to get big things going I was like guys let's play assassin this week and each of the counselors got someone else's name and we had safe zones and we also had like walkie talkies and there's this kid, Nathan, who I called Elizabeth because I thought it was funny. And I lured him into one of these uh, spaces and I had all my kids who were like third graders tackle him so that I could get him. See, it was fun. See what, see I used, what antics youths can get into? When you, when you mobilize large groups of youths, like that's how anything is possible. Anything is possible. Go vote, kids. Even a gaggle of third graders can take down a teenager. <laughs> That's how the NYPD should have been fighting back. Yes. Um, I just love this because I just love that it's an off-duty police officer was chasing a kid, then got arrested, and then they were like, whoa, whoa. That is like what? a Buster Keaton sketch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone who was arrested for hat bashing opted to be fined rather than serve any time. But there is a record of the, quote, longest time served, for hat bashing, and it was three days served by an A. Silverman who was sentenced during night court. <laughs> so, there's that. Oh, hat man. Hat bashing, hat ba- I think that, do you think that that guy, like, took that to heart, like, and wore it as, like, a badge? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you know he was, they were like, all right, we're going to throw you in jail or you can be fined. He's like, no, I believe in this cause. I will go down for this. For the rest of his life, he wouldn't stop trying to use it for street cred and say that he served time. I was, I did time in the clink for three days, bashing hats and taking names. Uh, Hat smashing continued after these riots, as I alluded to earlier, but never as insane as 1922. There are no (laughs) other years that have in history researches their own event called the straw hat riot of any year other than 1922 though 1925 for some reason saw a whole lot of arrests for the activity and in 1924 a man was murdered for wearing a straw hat so stop it oh my god offended um and then the hats went out of fashion so (laughs) Do you, or at least the, do you think there's a correlation the tr- there? 
I don't know. Uh, is that what you have to do to like things that you that you don't? No, I'm no, so over like... overalls. Let's start killing people wearing overalls. Don't do that to me. I love overalls. <laughs> Natalie would be one of those people who would like. I will fight to the death will to defend my overalls. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to think of things, other things that like, other fashion things that people have like truly kind of rallied behind and hating. And I feel like a lot of them have come back. Shoulder pads, acid wash jeans, Crocs, mullets. They're alive and well. We're going to see, we're going to see straw hats come back probably after this episode. I'm sure there will be a direct correlation. Well, there were. Between our podcast and the prevalence of straw hats. Yeah, well, 2022 will bring back some straw hats. Uh, It's the traditional straw boater uh, that that you're thinking of when I'm describing barbershop quartet style straw hats. Those are the ones that went out of style. Panama hats, which are also straw. Oh, I love a good um, Panama hat. Yeah, they they grew more fashionable after all this, actually. Um, but then, you know, the depression kind of knocked the fun and importance uh, out of a made-up social role. <laughs> right so. off, they they knocked that right... Wait. I was going to go for a pun and it didn't work. Were you going to try and do... Were you going to try and do a South Pacific wash that man right out of their hair? No. Nope. they, like, <laughs> washed that fun right out of their hats? You said, you said it, it knocked it off fashion. I was like, knocked it right off the head of fashion. Like a hat... Oh, this I went is why I don't come up with with things, Natalie. Just in general. Just in general. <laughs> so that's those are the 1922 straw hat riots. What a bizarre. We've talked about quite a few things like fads or things that happened in the 1920s that are just so arbitrary and weird that got blown out of proportion. Um. Man, the 20s were a weird time. The things that they chose to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Well, this also, also this also was, like, we talk about, like, ni- once 1930 hit, that was a Great Depression. A lot of this weird, yeah. you know, none of this matters in the 20s. We're going to blow it out of proportion. This was a time of excess. This was a time of, yeah. like, fashion and dandies and... We've all got, you know, more money than we know what to do with. And what a time to be alive in the roaring 20s and wild, wild west. No rules, baby. So, yeah, yeah, dumb stuff like straw hats. We're going to make this important. And it's like you can't say that these that that the people in the 1920s in 1920s New York or 1920s anywhere really hadn't faced anything to put things of importance in actual perspective because like they just came out of a of a world war right uh but that's part of why things were more fast and loose in the 20s yeah. everyone was just so happy to that the war was over yeah and that it's funny when you when you actually i mean you and you and my favorite things are putting all this stuff in a context it's like oh this just sounds like a dumb little story from history but if you look at it in the larger like after each world war america's economy boomed like mm-hmm. the world war ii kind of saved us from our we were in the depths of the depression and then world war ii hit and we were a booming economy and all that stuff and then capitalism took hold with you know after and everyone wanted these like normal lives and everything in the 20s, we were coming off a world war, and I mean, I don't know how much economically boom there was, probably not the same as after World War II, but 
it's a time of peace. It's a time of, you know. It's a time of also, like, trying to rebuild normalcy. what it is to be normal and structured. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like the nuclear family after World War II became, like, eight thousand times even more important and many more people became like clung to that if you look at the 20s people were clinging to like fun and fashion and and having a good time i mean you think of like um like even the writers at the time so like f scott fitzgerald and great gatsby and all those all those authors in the 20s um this was like the disillusionment era of like, we just came out of a world war and now we're in the twenties and we're just going to like get drunk. We've got all the ex expats who are like, all this bad shit happened. And now, you know, we've got kind of a surplus of things, but I'm feeling and whatnot. And yeah, it was just a time of like, nothing matters. Everyone just died in this huge war. What the fuck is going on? Let's get, let's get, you know, Turned up was, about some hats. It's celebrated. It was like all about like celebrating life slash coping with the realization that uh, just a, a lot of people you knew just died. Just and, a decade of unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah, really. Uh huh. And then you know what happens after that? Depression. So the cycle yeah. of life. It's a cycle. It's honestly a cycle of different types of depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they were coping with it and then everyone and then the the market crashed and they couldn't afford the coping mechanism anymore economic uh, and and personal depression just you know but wow we cracked I, it natalie we cracked yeah, it. yeah we did it we're geniuses <laughs> this has been our ted talk uh, <laughs> thank you for coming to our ted talk what i what I love is I realized that we've done more American history than we usually do. Yeah. But I keep finding these little nuggets. And it's like, yeah, this is American history, but this is a weird niche thing. I love these I, don't know. I love these tiny little niche things that are like, of course we've never heard of the straw hat riots, right? Like that's it's ridiculous. It's this t- this tiny little thing. But it's also so ridiculous that it's like, how have we not heard about this before? Like, yeah, we're not, it's not going to be in a history book that you're going to read in like fifth grade. But also like, this feels like, yo, do you hear about this weird thing that happened? This is the thing that like the cool teacher would slip in and tell you about. Oh, yeah. The teacher that like sits backwards in chairs. Hell yeah. Yeah. That teacher for sure. What's the name of the teacher in, uh, not Feeny, the other teacher from Boy Meets World? Because when somebody says the teacher that sits back in oh, chairs, he's I like, picture him. He's like the super handsome, beautiful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He rides a motorcycle. Yep. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I haven't watched Boy Meets World in a while, but for any of you who do, uh, a dear friend of the show, uh, Esh Ryans, I know is a huge Boy Meets World fan. If you're listening to this, next time you watch Boy Meets World, take a drink anytime cool teacher sits backwards in the chair. Yeah. Because I, I know Mr. he Turner. does it. Mr. Turner? I think it's Mr. Turner sounds right. I think it's Mr. Sure. Turner. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, take I a drink. I don't know. Also, we haven't been keeping up with our drinking game, Natalie. 
Well, you haven't, but I'm sloshed. <laughs> Shared history drinking game. It's anytime we sing what? Well, anytime I sing anything. If Les Mis comes up, if you and I say something at the same time. A little harder to gauge that remotely. Yeah. Rip drops a beat. It's been harder. Yeah. Season two is not proven as friendly to the shared history drinking game as season one. You know, it's probably for the best since uh, everyone's doing a lot of drinking right now. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we're already drunk. We don't need to play the game. I don't need it. Uh, But yeah, so I just... What a fun little ridiculous story. Yeah. A dumb little, a dumb little thing that uh, had some fun twists and turns. And we got fashion. We've got the Depression era. The wa- roaring. T- we got so much rolled into one. What a wow! What a slice right? of of life, of history. Ah. ah. Um, uh, hey, Cass, you want to tell them where they can find more slices of history? Oh, yeah, because we're we're definitely going to be having some either some Newsies content or some pictures for sure. Um, on our social media, we do visual aids for all of our episodes. We're going to have some good ones. You can find those um, on all of our social medias at SharedPod. Um, and if you would like, uh, check us out. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a review. Tell us how absolutely ridiculous you think this story is. Um, tell us what you love about the show. Share this history with your friends. We super yeah. appreciate it. Share with us the history that your cool teacher who sat backwards would share with you. Also, yeah, um, if you have a story you want us to cover... You can DM us, you can text us, or Natalie, tell them where they can email us. Oh, all those questions, corrections, or suggestions, Ew. which is what Cass is talking about, can be sent to shared history podcast at gmail.com. Um, we love getting emails from you guys, uh, and we would love for y'all to hit us with some topics for us to look into, because... We're we're going through all the corners of history, and it's it's it, yeah. There's a lot of history to go through. So many corners. <laughs> uh, isn't the phrase like the annals or whatever of history? The annals. I like to think about the annals as yeah, just going through the annals of history. You're welcome. <laughs> God damn it, Natalie! <laughs> just burrowing through the annals. Oh, on that deep. note, digging deep in there. On that note. I have been your host, Cass Maher. I have been Natalie Younger, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) As always, we'll share you later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.